In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Actually, I am very glad to pray with among you today, and I thank Abuna David for his generous invitation. Of course, you know that during these holy days, the holy fifty days after resurrection, the church present an academic course about life. So the first Sunday of the Holy Fifty Days it talks about the new life or the new belief of Thomas. He was not a believer. Jesus appeared to him to be a believer. That's the new life. Today the church talks about the bread of life. Jesus himself is giving himself to be the bread of life. Also, next Sunday will be the third Sunday. The church will read the Gospel of the Samaritan woman, which is given the meaning of the water of life or the living water. And also after is the Jesus is the light of the world, and so on. All these meanings go around the church believing in Christ. That is, He is the new life, the bread of life, the water of life, the light of the world. And so on. Actually, today the gospel goes from Saint John, chapter six. And actually, John chapter six clearly talks about the Lord is the bread of life. Unfortunately, many churches today they they teach their members that this is not the bread of life. This is an symbol, or we do this to remember what Jesus had done many years ago. Of course, it is not. If you read chapter six, you will find that clearly Jesus repeated twice, two times, in different saying that He is the bread of life, and what we are eating today is Jesus Himself. And the body of the Lord Jesus Christ, whom He is crucified and resurrected with. I'll tell you the story from the beginning. The story from John chapter six, from the beginning, He was talking about the miracle of feeding the multitude. And when the multitude was fed, and yeah, they found that this prophet is doing a great miracle, so they attempted to be to make him as a king. This king. Provide for us bread to eat, and it's free. So this prophet should be our king. Jesus did not come to be a king of this world. Actually, he said before, "My kingdom is not of this world." So he flew away from them. He went to the mountain. He prayed all night, and then during the night, his disciples were crossing the lake of Gennesaret. So he came to them walking on the water, and he went to the other side, the west side of the lake. So all the multitude again went after him, and he told them, "We want to make you a king for us." So he said, "Because you eat, and you've been fed." And you are satisfied. You want to make me a king, and that is not the kingdom. I don't want the relationship between me and you to be as a king and a kingdom member, or a king and a slave. 
Because I, I feed you, I give you something, you obey me and you go after me. That's the same way the Lord would, does like our relation with Him to be. Sometimes we think of God or the church or the saints as a problem solver. Where, when I am in a hardship, when I am in trial, where am I doing something, uh, I'm going through something not good. So the Savior or the church God, He is there to solve my problems. I come to Him, He listens to me, and He solves my problem. And that's good. And after this, I don't come to church. So this is the relation between a slave and a king. Sometimes we look to God as the provider. He provides for us. He gives us our daily food. He gives give us our daily job. He gives us uh, provide for our family. Thanks to Him because He leads me in life. In life. Good. That is Jesus the provider. But that is not the relationship the Lord would like to have with His people. He'd like to have a son and a father relationship. He would like to say something to you, and you obey it, and you do it out of love. Not out of, because if I hurt his feeling, he's not going to give me my daily provide. If I hurt his feeling, he's not going to deal with me right, or he's going to let me go with the word, or go astray, or whatever. No, I would like you to have this relation with God as a son to a father. Now, the Jews went after him, and he say, he, he told, they told him, we want this bread. You want to eat? You want to be filled? You want to feed yourself? I will give you myself as the bread of life. Of course, it's a wonder how this man, this person, this good prophet, will give us his body to eat. We are not flesh eaters. And nobody ever in the Old Testament, and nobody ever we heard about him, he's giving himself, body, and blood to others so they can eat. That's amazing. But Jesus insists on this meaning. I will give you my body which is broken for you and being sacrificed for you for the life of the world. And he said it again. Not even this. After a while, his disciples went away from him. So Jesus told them, Would you like to go away? Go. But I am not going to change my words. So then Peter told them, Where we should go, you have in a life with you. So even he insisted on this meaning in the front of the multitude twice. And he insisted on his this opinion in front of his disciples. And he insisted, if you'd like to go, go, but I'm not going to change my mind. So Jesus, this time, three times, insisted that what we eat is the bread of life and his blood which is sacrificed for the whole world. And even he said, my body, my flesh is a food indeed, and my blood is a drink indeed. How we eat the Lord Jesus Christ's body and how we drink his blood. I'll give you an example. Last uh, three years, our church did a play. A play. And this play contained a dialogue 
actors, uh, 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 uniforms, I don't know what to say. Costumes, uh, it contained hymns, it contained music, and this is for, uh, it has decor, and uh, it has uh, one, one hour and a half of a show. After a year or two, you hear a hymn was played in the play. So you remember the play. That's right. When you listen to the hymn, oh, this hymn was played at the play in St. George, Tampa. So I remember this play, it was okay. This is a remembrance. But if we come today, 2019, and we redo the play, the actors, the dialogue, the costumes, the decor, everything is the same. So what are we doing now? We are recalling the act or we are remembering the act. We are recalling the act. There is a difference between remembering what had happened and a difference between I am seeing what, I, what happened two years, two, two, two thousand years ago. It's a big difference. It's a big difference, but from remembrance to living the act itself. Now we have in our church the treasure of life. We have the Lord present with us on that table, Emmanuel, our God, which means our Lord is with us. The Lord is with us. This bread and this wine change, change to be the body of Christ and the blood of Christ. I'm insisting on the word change. Not change in substance, but change in what it holds. It doesn't hold a substance anymore. We don't open or take a, a, a sample of it and uh, put it in a lab and say this is flesh of a human. No. It changes in its substance. It, in the fate of holding bread, it holds now the body of Christ. How? How? I don't have the answer. And this is the difference between faith and science. If you know how, if I know how, that means there is no blessing in what we are doing. This is a sacrament. And a sacrament is above and beyond our minds. We cannot understand it. People try to understand everything. We try to reason God. Meet God under our standing. So we comprehend what is God. No, you cannot comprehend God. You cannot see God. You are human and God is a spirit. You cannot meet with Him until you meet Him in the spirit. How the bread and the wine changes it's a sacrament. It's a sacrament. It needs faith. You feel the presence of Christ on this table by faith. If you are coming to meet with Him, you will meet Him. He will meet you here. But if you come to church to reason, what is happening? How it is happening? When it happens? Sometimes, uh, one time, uh, a deacon asked me, when in the liturgy exactly? The transformation or the transubstantiation happens. It is not magic. It is not something I say and then the, the bread changes to be a body. It's a whole process. It's a, a long prayers. 
Nobody can say on this moment, at this point, the body change, the, the bread changes. It's a whole process. It's a meeting with Christ. You're not going to meet with Christ for 20 minutes and leave. That's how, unfortunately, other churches went through this. They want to understand how the sacrament or the act of God works. How, let me, let me ask you, how we unite a man and a woman to be, to be one body in the church? They come through and they go out too. But they are not three anymore. They are one, one in Christ. If God is not in this family, they are not married. They have just a contract between them. But when God is present at this home, at that house, that means this is a family blessed by God, and God performed this marriage and performed the miracle of two being one. How the sacrament work, we cannot understand. And the church, 2,000 years ago, till today, never explained, explained how this change happens. Because we don't know, and nobody will know. Only when we go to heaven and ask God, if we can understand, if we can understand, He might explain to us. Unfortunately, it's a big deal for others that to meet with Christ in faith. We have today Emmanuel, our God, our Lord, is among us on this table. You can meet with Him only in the Spirit. Not with your body, not with your mind, not with your understanding, not with your reason. That's the problem other churches have. The reason. We have to explain faith. Faith is unexplained. We cannot reason faith. There is a bold line between science and faith. Today the church has given us the Lord Himself to be the bread of life. People who take the bread of life, as Saint Fear the Great says, they are another Saint Mary. Whoever eats the, the blood of Jesus, whoever eats the body of Jesus and drinks the blood of Jesus, he is another Virgin Mary. He holds the Lord Jesus Christ in his body, exactly like Saint Mary holds the Lord in her body for nine months. When we go home now and we are, we took communion, Jesus himself physically goes into this house. Jesus, of course, the Lord God is, is present everywhere, anytime. But physically, when you take communion and you go to your home, physically Jesus is in this house. At least if we have this faith that Jesus is in us, that the Lord is in our body, we respect our bodies and we respect His presence. One last thing I say, the bread of life is life. The person or the believer who eats with a good faith and lives with Christ, love Christ. You cannot meet with Him only by faith and love. By love you can feel the Lord in your life. 
by love and faith. You can see Christ working in your life. You can see a lot of miracles in your life because the Lord is at your hand. This is something we need to understand. We need to have it in faith, not understanding. We need to accept it with love, not with reason. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.